0: Hello, welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today I want us to look into the reality of God's mighty power in us. And uh, in 1 Peter 1, 1.3, we're told that Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again from the dead from, to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And so this is saying that it's through the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, the same power that raised Christ from the dead, obviously released through the Holy Spirit. That same power has been released in our spirit and has raised our spirit from the dead. And so now God's resurrection power through the Holy Spirit is now working in us, in our spirit. And uh, that was released, and that power caused us to be born again. Jesus said in John fourteen nine, because I live, because I'm resurrected, because I live, you shall live also. So our inner spiritual life comes from the resurrection power of jesus christ through the holy spirit so our salvation has already begun in a big way in our inner innermost being in our spirit and uh and and now god wants to cause that power to work in our souls and in our lives and one day it will be completed at the resurrection of our body the resurrection power of jesus will completely resurrect and transform us praise god uh, the Bible says even that the power, that resurrection power, is available to give life and to heal our bodies right now. Romans 8:11, it says, "If the Spirit of Him who raised." Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, then he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you." So now that the Holy Spirit dwells in us, he's already given life to our spirits so that we're born again, it says, he will give life to our mortal bodies. Now notice, that is not talking about the resurrection, because that would be giving life to our dead bodies. Our mortal bodies is our bodies right now. Yes, they are subject to death. They're going to die. But we are still alive in our mortal body. And the Holy Spirit will give life, it says. That same power that raised Christ from the dead is, is available to us right now and will give life to our mortal bodies. So we want to talk about how we can experience this resurrection life. That was Paul's desire in Philippians 3.10. He says, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul wanted to experience his resurrection life in his soul and in his body. Praise God. And, and to, to operate in the resurrection power of God, the grace of God, we could say, requires faith and obedience. First, we need a revelation to have faith in this power, who is in the Holy Spirit, who is in us, but to operate we must have faith and to have faith requires a revelation of this power that is available to us. And then that gives us confidence that there is confident faith in this, in this power. That's the first step. And then as we, as we are led by the Spirit, as we obey God, that power gets released in our life faith and obedience and our key scripture we're going to look at is in Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2 and this is where Paul prays for all of us and this is a prayer we should pray he says in verse 17 I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory yes The glory is the presence of God, the Spirit of God. And so he's the source, the Father of glory. God wants his glory to flow in our life. And this is what is necessary, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Notice the two things there. We need wisdom and we need revelation. Actually, I would put revelation logically first. Uh, because first, you need a revelation of that mighty power. And then you need wisdom, which is practically how to walk in it. How, that is talking about our obedience. Paul puts the wisdom first because he doesn't want us just to passively have loads of revelations and never put them into action. So he, he says, we, we need to pray for wisdom. Lord, how, how can I release the power of God that's in me? What is the obedience that you want from me? And when we obey, then that power is released. But we also need the revelation of the reality of that power that is available to us. So he prays for a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And that is telling us as well that the, as well as the Holy Spirit being the power of God within us, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us revelation and wisdom. The Holy Spirit will reveal If we we pray for it, he will show us that power. And second, so that we will have faith in that power. And secondly, he will show us how to release that power, how to walk in that power. But we need to pray for that, pray for a spirit or the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation to be operating in our life. So he says, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you might know. What is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? But I'm going to focus on the third part of this prayer, which is in verse 19, the most powerful verse in the Bible because it has all the Greek words for power in it. He says, and he prays for a revelation of what is the exceeding greatness of his power. That's his dunamis, toward us who believe. And and this is the word ace which means available to us. The power that is into us, literally. It's the power that is working in us, in our spirit, and is available to us in our life. And he says we need a revelation of the exceeding greatness of this dunamis power. And this word dunamis means potential energy. It's it's available to us, but it isn't necessarily being released. You know, We we think of dynamite, dunamis, dynamite. A stick of dynamite doesn't look very powerful. But when it's released in the right way, when the fuse is lit, then you'll see the kind of power that's there. In the same way, there is dunamis power on the inside of you that we need to release by our faith and obedience, and then it will produce great results. But we need a revelation of this dunamis that is available to us who believe. And... um, This And then he starts to give us an example of this power. He says, it's according to the working of the power of his might. Um, It's according to the working, that's the energeia, that is, this power actually can be released as energy, as energeia. Uh, It's the working of the power of his might. Literally, it's the kratos of his iscus. Kratos is ruling power. Uh, Kratos means the rule. So this power is a a power that's able to uh, have dominion. Praise God, it's able to dominate evil. It's able to overcome that which is not of God and take control. And it's the kratos of his iscus. and iskos is, is like the kind of inherent strength of a mighty, uh, of a mighty person. Uh, and so the, there's a mighty one on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And God's power is able to subdue all things. He says that's the kind of power that's at work. And and the kratos of his iscus, he uses that again in Ephesians 6.10. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the kratos of his iscus. Be strong be empowered by dunamis is what that means Uh, and in the Lord and in the power of his might in other words this power is available to us but we have to lay hold of it all right and for that we need a revelation of it and for that we need to pray for a revelation of it all right and it's towards us who believe and so he then gives us Two examples of this power at work so that we might have a revelation of what kind of power it is. The first example of this power is demonstrated at the resurrection of Christ from the dead. It says, his power, his dunamis, toward us who believe is according to the working of the power of his might, which he worked in Christ, this is the first example, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And so this power that's available to us now is the same power that was fully released in Christ when God raised him from the dead. That's the first demonstration. So you've got to realize the power of the resurrection is beyond the power of creation. The Bible says that creation is the work of God's fingers. Psalm 8.3 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the sun and the moon which you've ordained. That's just God's finger work. But when it talks about salvation, then that's the arm of the Lord. Isaiah 53, 1 says, to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? A far greater power had to be exercised in our redemption and salvation to overcome the power of sin and evil and the kingdom of darkness. And so this is a mighty power indeed. And we need to get the revelation of this mighty power that did three things. It says, according to the working of the power of his might, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, praise God, the first thing about this power is it, it, it actually changes death to life. It overcomes death and brings life. And then it says, it seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might and dominion and every name that's named. And the second thing about this power is its ascension power. It lifts us up. Uh, it lifted Christ above all principality and power. I call this victory power. Uh, the the fact that Christ ascended from below to above means total victory over those powers. And the third thing that power did is it seated him at God's right hand. So this is the power to, to enthrone us and to give us dominion over all things. That's the power that was released in Christ. It changed him from death to life. It caused him to ascend above all his enemies, and it caused him to sit down in total victory and dominion. And it says, and he has put all things under his feet. Hallelujah. So this power, fully released in Christ, did three things. It made him alive, changed him from death to life, resurrection power. Secondly, it raised him far above all principalities and powers. It gave him total victory. I call this ascension power. And that same power is available to you to change things that are dead to life and to give you victory over all enemies. Hallelujah. That's the power that is available. It's to you. It's already done it for Christ. And this power was also made Christ to sit at God's right hand and give Jesus authority over all things. So that's that power to reign in life is now also available in you. I call this the session power. So it's resurrection power. There is Uh, ascension power and there is session power to cause you to sit in that place of dominion and authority praise god and and so we are to pray for a revelation of the kind of power that's available to us that that can resurrect and impart life to us that will where we're where we're dead that can impart victory to us hallelujah uh, against enemies and to impart dominion to us so that we can reign in life. Then, then Paul goes on to give a second example of this mighty power uh, and in this case he takes us as the example because this mighty power has also been fully released in our, in our spirits when we were born again. When we accepted Christ that mighty power was already released in our spirits and saved our spirits, hallelujah. And so he goes on and talks about this in Ephesians chapter two. He says, and you, it says, this same power that was released in Jesus was was also released in you. He says, and you he made alive, praise God, Who who were dead. You were spiritually dead. This is the first thing that power did. Remember, the first thing about that power is resurrection power. So the first problem you had is you were dead spiritually, but God injected that power into your spirit. And it says, you who were spiritually dead in trespasses and sins, in which you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So your first problem is you were dead. In your trespasses and sins so the first thing that power did was he made you alive verse one he made you alive ephesians 2 1 in your spirit and that and that's the first problem dealt with the second problem that we had was that we were under the power of this world of sin and and of satan that's what he described in those verses we walked according to the power of this world According to the prince of the power of the air, Satan, Um, and, and, and so forth. And then he goes on and says, among whom we conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind. That is our second problem, that we were under the power of these enemies, the Satan, sin, and the world. And so we needed victory over our enemies. We couldn't do it in our own strength. So the second problem is we're under the power of the flesh, or sin, Satan, and the world. And so the second thing that this power did was to raise our spirit, praise God, far above all these things, giving us victory. So we are now, in our spirit, more than conquerors through Christ, we are overcomers. Praise God. So our spirit was not only made alive, it was dead, but it was made alive. But also God imparted victory to our spirit, causing it to rise above all enemies. And that means we are overcomers in Christ. The Bible says in 1 John uh, 4, 5, it says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. For who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? When you put your trust in Jesus, praise God, the, the resurrection overcoming power of God came into your spirit and your spirit has now overcome the world, overcome the flesh and overcome the enemy. You don't belong to the kingdom of darkness anymore, praise God. Your spirit has has risen above all those things. And that's why he's, he talks about that, that... Um, and we'll see that in a minute. But the third problem he describes in Ephesians 2, 3 is that we were by nature children of wrath. In other words, we were under the judgment of God. And so the, sec- the third thing that we're going to see that this power did is actually it didn't just give us life. It didn't just give us victory over our enemies, but it, uh, it, rather we were under the judgment of the throne, but that power of God raised us up to sit on the throne. This power enthroned us with Christ. This power made us to sit with Christ in that place of authority and dominion. So our spirit is seated with Christ, praise God. So your spirit not only has been imparted with the life of God, it's been imparted with victory over over the enemies of God, and it's been imparted with dominion, it's been enthroned. And so your spirit is in that place of victory and rest praise God. And the more we learn to walk from the spirit, then that victory and that life will be automatic. We don't have to earn it. It's been given to us. It's in the spirit. As you walk in the spirit, that victory and that dominion will begin to operate in your life because that power has already been released in your spirit and it is available for you to operate in even now. And so Paul now shows in Ephesians 2, how God has given our spirit victory over all these three areas through our union with Christ and his resurrection power. This is the power that's available for us in our everyday life. It's already been released in our spirit. Let's see what he says about this. He's described our very sad, pitiful condition under the power of, the, of sin, under the power of Satan, under the judgment of God, all of those things. but. Verse 4, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. So we were dead in our spirit, but that power has made us alive. We're born again. Praise God. The same power that was released in Christ was released in our spirit, raising us from death to life, making us alive together with Christ. Hallelujah. And that's when our new birth means we are now alive. Our spirit is alive to God. It's dead to sin, but it's alive to God in Christ Jesus. Praise God. By grace, we have been saved. It's done. This this part of our salvation has already been accomplished, but it doesn't stop there. Notice the second thing that has to happen is, is ascension power. And it says, and he has raised us up together with Christ. Remember, Christ was raised up far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And this says that this same power has raised us in our spirit, has raised us up above all principality and power. Praise God. Through our union with Christ, our spirit has been raised above the power of the world, above the power of the sin nature, and above, praise God, uh, and in, in above all the enemies of God, the Satan and the demons and so forth, praise God. And as we walk in the spirit, then that power gets released in our life and we'll see that manifested in our life. And then the third thing that power did, remember, was to enthrone Jesus. It made him to sit in that place of all authority and dominion and in the same way it says in Ephesians 2.6 and has made us to sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. So the same power of God that gave Christ dominion over all things, when we were put in Christ, that same power was released in our spirit and seated us in Christ in a place of authority and dominion so that we can reign in life through Christ. Hallelujah. And so we need to get a revelation of the kind of power that is working in us. That's what he's praying for. The same power that is available to us now in our everyday life, in our prayer life, in in our walk with God. We're not to do it from our own strength, but from the power of the Holy Spirit. That power was fully released in Christ, spirit, soul, and body. But that power has already been released in our spirit and our spirit has life. It has victory. It has dominion. Praise God. And now we can lay hold of that power in our everyday life. But we need uh, to pray. Oh, God, give me a spirit of revelation. I pray for everyone listening to me right now. God, give them a spirit of revelation of the mighty power of the spirit that's working in them and available to them. And Lord, give them the wisdom. To as you show them what actions they should take, what words they should speak that will release that power, what prayers they should pray to release that power. That's the wisdom part of it, you see. So we don't operate in, the, in this power in our own strength or according to our own wisdom, but we, we are looking to him, we're depending on him. And as he leads us, we obey, and that in the obedience that power is released. Praise God. And so this power is released by faith. First of all, we must have a revelation. That's why I've been sharing this with you, that you would have something of a revelation of the mighty power that is toward us now who believe. That's what he says. Uh, once we've got a revelation, then we can have confidence that when God speaks to us and tells us to do something, or the Word of God tells us to do something, and we obey, then God's power, We're doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit, praise God, because God's Word and God's Spirit work together. And and the first key to release this power into action is to know what is available to us and then to lay hold of it. Remember Ephesians 6.10, it says, be strong. Be in in dunamio. That means this power is dunamis power. He says, be strong. In that power be filled with the dunamis power of God draw that power into your soul by faith it says be strong in the Lord trusting in the Lord and in the power of his might in the kratos of his iskos trust in his power uh, and uh, Ephesians 3:20 uh, says now him now to him who is able Dunamis, again, to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus. The glory is the manifestation of that power. So he he is in control of this power and in control of the manifestation. But notice, this power works within us, but we have a part to play because it says, it talks about our asking and our thinking. It's basically saying we limit the power by our asking and our thinking. And however much we are asking and thinking correctly, um, where even the power that we access is nothing compared to the power that is available to us, it's exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. But notice, first, your thinking has to be right. You have to have a revelation of the power. You get that through meditation on the Word of God and praying God to give you a revelation of that power. So there's a thinking and then there is an asking. You have to draw on that power by prayer. The more you pray the more you you get in touch with that power and you're able to release that power in your life and 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 god can show you what the things to do that will release that power so you're, we have a part to play we have to ask and we have to think in line with that power we have to believe in that power and then we uh, pray that and then we obey god when he speaks to us so releasing that power demands uh, obedience. One well, example of that is Acts one eight. He says, you will receive power, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That is, that is potential power, potential energy. And then he says, and you will be my witnesses. In other words, this power is for a purpose, in this case, to be his witness. So the key is, he says, I give you the power, and when you obey me, believing that the Holy Spirit is in you, empowering you, then you obey and you witness to Jesus. When you actually witness, when you actually obey, that power is then released through your words. See how that works? So you witness believing that the power of the Spirit is within you. You may not feel it, but you know that God's empowered you for this purpose. When you obey him by talking about Jesus, then you release that mighty power and the Spirit of God is released through your words, Hallelujah, and and again in healing, you know the same power that raised Christ from the dead, um, He will give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit within you. So if you need healing right now, believe, have a revelation that that mighty power that raised Christ from the dead is well able to heal your body. So believe and receive that power into your body and say thank you lord holy spirit give life to my body i believe i receive your healing power to make me whole Uh, raise me up oh god hallelujah by your mighty power that's working in me amen